Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're b- 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 brown ambition. ambition. We're the dream girls. Ambition, ambition, ambition. Hey, 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 Mandra, how are you? Hey, Tiff, good to see your pretty face on this <laughs> Yours Tuesday well. morning. It's, it's different doing brown ambition at 10 a.m. versus Girl. usually we record in the afternoon. Yes. But, you know, so we shook it up this week. And I'm like, you don't get this morning what? energy, which is not. First of all, I love the way the tips of your hair match your shirt. That looks really cute. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to hide the fact that I haven't done touch ups on these highlights in over a year because I'm too cheap no. and lazy. <laughs> it's look it, it's it's giving what the girls are doing now. I love the color. <laughs> you know, a little ombre, a little fall hues. Yes. Um, so both of us have been traveling a bit, starting yes. to get back in these streets doing stuff. I went to DC for the um Congressional Black Caucus for the I'd never How been was before. It? Yeah, me either. It was it was dope. It was like a real quick in and out. Um, but it was magical. I mean, I, I got to moderate this panel for this organization called the Black Women's Health Imperative. They're like the oldest nonprofit in the country that focuses only on exclusively on black women's health. And I thought it was such a cool opportunity because they're actually creating this whole framework called the Fair Work Initiative, which is basically like if you work for a company and you feel like they are just doing the least when it comes to actually creating like a lease, a less hostile environment for black women to work. And you want to just like give them a nudge in the right direction. You can send them to the Fair Work Initiative website. And it's a it's a um, a database that like they basically partner with organizations to analyze the the um, the way that they operate, what resources they have, the happiness, the engagement of black women and can then give them tools and resources to actually fix things. Um, so, yeah. So this panel, it had Angela Rye, had the oh. CEO of United Way and okay. had Charlene Wheeless, who's this executive leadership coach. I had Ajua Asamoa, Asamosa. She is one of the co-founders of the Crown Act. She was okay. on the panel. It was cool. And I had never moderated a panel before. How did it go? I got great feedback. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, like you compartmentalize things. Yeah. And in order to like even get myself to a place where I could show up in DC, I had that big negotiating masterclass that I was doing. And I just had to focus all my energy on that. So I didn't have time to stress about the the CBC. But yeah, when I got there, I just went with it. The crowd was great. Um, it was really powerful. And it's a CBC. Like, I never you know, thought never I would been. end up. I mean, it was just like melanin on 100. <laughs> just beautiful. And I, I, I only got one day at the conference. So I did the panel and then I got a chance to walk around. 
Okay. And I went to this huge expo hall. And of course, they had like double dutchers and a fashion show. Yes! These incredible artists, like, and all these businesses. Meta had a huge, like, NASA was mm. there. Twitter was mm. there. I'm like, these businesses want to buy black, okay? Yes. And and it was beautiful to see. But I gravitated toward the middle where they had these black women authors. And a lot of them were doing children's books. So mm. I got Rio a bunch of cute little um, children's books and took the train back to New York and it was a uh, it was a fun little trip no I love that that sounds amazing so I um what was I so the last couple of days I've been to I had to speak in Detroit you know and so that oh, was yeah, cool how'd that go? it went really well honestly my favorite part was I got to meet up with some of my mentees y'all know I have my my mentor Tiffany.com and so about 20 of the mentees um live in Detroit so we all had dinner and it was such a good time oh my gosh we Aww. had such a good time. Um, it was just nice. I just, I don't know, maybe it's growing up with sisters. I just love hanging out with like women, you know? And women. so we had like such a good time. Then I came back and um, then it was Supergirl's birthday, her sweet 16. <gasps> um, That's right. I she know. was talking about that at your screening. What What was the, yes. what was the vibe? Oh, she was talking about was Of course she was. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, so if you, um, honestly, I mean, it's, it, it's up on my um, IG. You can see like her, her, some of her sweet 16 pictures that Tanetta has taken. So if you see like our brown ambition pictures, uh, my a lot of my headshots, some of it. Man, did you ever get headshots with Tanetta? Yeah, she did my headshots that same day. Okay, so so like a lot of our headshots, Tanetta Bell, amazing black woman who um, who's a photographer. And she just, so she did Alyssa's like 16 photo shoot and it's just, the pictures are just beautiful. And Alyssa is so beautiful. I'm like, when did you become this beautiful young woman? Girl, yeah. she's got red hair. It's giving black Ariel. <laughs> um, <laughs> Holly Bailey. Yeah, I know. And then the next day I had to fly out to California because my friend Yvonne Orji, she was celebrating this thing called Night of Nigerian Excellence. And um, it was also on Nigerian Independence Day. You know, they got their independence from the British. Oh. Mm -hmm. So that was really nice. It was nice to be in a room with like some amazing people like the former CMO of Amazon. I didn't know she was Nigerian, you know? Um, Nigeria is synonymous with excellence, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it really I is. just feel like also, you too, don't get to live in, you don't get to be Nigerian America and not be uh, incredible. You gotta, you gotta raise the bar. Successful. But I will say, <laughs> I didn't realize something things I learned is that like, I didn't, Nigerian, uh, there are so many Nigerians. Do you know one in four black people is Nigerian? Because the population in Nigeria. It's so huge. There's, I want to say, it's two hundred million. That's the population of Nigeria, and they haven't done the, they haven't done a, a, a census since the nineties. Two hundred million people. Wow. Um, and so when someone's like, "Do you know my friend who's like?" I'm like, "Girl, there's two hundred million of us. I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was excellent. And I literally got back yesterday, and then tomorrow I fly to New Orleans because my team and I. So every year, well before COVID, um, we would go on like a vacation and we take the team. So the way we do it, this is just great for folks who have businesses, is that one year my business partner Jabril was like, oh, we should take the team on a trip. And we had to figure out how do we fund it. And so the way we fund it is that, you know, every month we make our gross, you know, um, revenue, you know, and then we subtract all of our operating expenses and all the things we have to pay um, before, uh, but before we take out the taxes, we set aside, I want to say anywhere from three to 5%, I can't remember the number, but it's like three to 5%, I think I want to say like 3%, we put it in our travel bucket. And so every month we would kind of give an update. So they'd be like, woohoo. So we would update them on Here's what we made. Here's what we spent to make it. Here's how much is in your travel bucket. And then here's how much we also have a bonus bucket, 
where it's like, okay, at the end of the year, this is where we're going to draw bonuses from. So they could get real clear, like the bonus bucket. And typically what we try to do is we try to say March of last year, the bonus bucket was this. This year, it's this. That way, if you're thinking you're going to get the same bonus, less or more, you can kind of set your ex expectation otherwise. So oh, I see. Yeah. anyway, you know, because then because I remember one year the bonuses weren't as big and they're like, what happened? And I realized that's my fault because when's the last time I gave the bonus bucket update? And when's the last time I did the comparison? You know, one year we had such an amazing year. The lowest bonus was ten thousand dollars, and that was yes, yeah, that was people. That was someone who was making you know maybe twenty thousand at this company. So like that was how because the way the bonus bucket works is that we set aside the percentage, and then whatever percentage you earn from payroll from the payroll pot, that's the percentage you earn from the from the bonus bucket. So if your payroll if your pay is ten percent of our payroll, then you get ten percent of the bonus bucket. So that's how we even that out, you know? So it made it really like easy. And then it's so super transparent. So I, you're able to share all the numbers without sharing personal numbers. So not like Tiffany, you're gonna get, you know, so you can kind of do your own math and be like, oh, okay, I, I should get around this much. So um, it worked really well, but the transparency part is um, is key. Um, yeah, setting expectations. Yeah, so that way people can know like, oh, last year we did make way more money. This year's way less. Um, and so, um, so with the trip, we have not gone on a trip in so long. So we had almost eighty thousand dollars saved up, um, because typically I want to say we have like thirty to forty thousand. But you know, we haven't gone anywhere, and we were still contributing to the trip bucket. And so I was like, "Let's go crazy!" I told them, you know, save some for next year, but let's use sixty thousand, like upwards of sixty thousand. And so we're doing all the things in Nola. We always do a spa day. We always do some sort of like fun activity. Like, so we're gonna do like a, t a swamp tour. Um, and oh, we always do- to go on a swamp tour. I know. And so it's really, <laughs> first of all, that you get a choice, you get like a, the slow boat or like the speed boat. The girls is already like, girl, my wig. Mm -mm, I want the slow boat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm honestly, I'm really, even though I'm tired, I'm super excited. Cause it's, it's like a family reunion of all these beautiful black and brown women that you don't get to see normally because everyone works digitally. And so you walk in and you're like, oh, hey, Tamika. You're like, wait, I never see Tamika. And so you're like, oh, my God. So the first time you see someone, you're like, you're shorter than I thought. Or you're taller than I thought. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. But it's it's going to be such a, honestly, such a, such an awesome time. And so, yeah, I'm just looking forward uh, to that. But then I think next week after that, I have to go to Dallas for a speaking engagement and then Dubai with my sister for like our- From our, Dallas um, to Dubai. Child, when I tell you, I was like, <laughs> who, who set this calendar? But honestly, November and December- Who's checking for me? No one. I'm not doing it. If it's not on my calendar, which is next to Lose nothing, the only thing on my calendar <laughs> is Brown Ambition. If it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. November, December, I have shut down the calendar. Only what I love is in my normal, non-busy life, the only consistent thing that I have week after week is Brown Ambition. Like there's nothing on my calendar. There's no standing. I have Brown Ambition on Mondays. And that's when we tape typically, but, and I like that. Like, I don't want to start to fill up my calendar. I mean, I'm grateful for the fun things I get to do, but like, you know, I like the peace of like not doing too much. Yeah. And not have, not being like a slave to your, to your calendar yes. in that way. Yeah. Something that you said resonated with me. First of all, I also got to meet up with some Mandy Moneymakers in the DMV and Ooh. we had a little dinner and it was so, it was beautiful. And you know what I realized I actually I realized it during FinCon because I went to a speaking like one of the sessions and it was led by a white guy. And as he was talking, I was like, this is different. I haven't had to listen to a white man in like two years. <laughs> I've literally had a moment where I was like, oh, they still make the same jokes. <laughs> they still say you dig. <laughs> 
no, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I just, man, like, and I know you had talked about it before, you know, because obviously Budget Needs to Ink has always been for, for Black women, by Black women, all, all of it. Um, but in my business, because I focus on helping women of color, and because I have surrounded myself by other women of color entrepreneurs, and because I'm being so true to this audience, and I'm getting invited to places like the CBC, but even at the CBC, it's like come to this moderate this panel about black women in the workplace and how uh, it affects our health. And I just get the privilege. It is such a it's so like, it's so healing. I feel like for all those years in corporate, when I was like the only one or one of few, and I know so many of us out there feel the same way. And the power of like finding these spaces and getting to be in them so much that I'm like, oh, neat. Let's see what let's see what the, the cis white guys are up to these days. And <laughs> from them real quick. But then I get to go back. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's just beautiful. And it's a privilege. And um, it really is healing. So uh, I feel like if you're someone out there who's craving that, find us, you know, even finding my mentor, Tiffany, finding the Mandy Moneymakers, just finding sisterhood wherever you can. Like, it's so healing. We need each other. Right. We do. Child, we do. It's, it's funny. I was talking to one mm -hmm. of like my men, like my in-person mentees yesterday and she it kind of came up where I don't know if it's a question she asked or how it came up. She said, when you're looking for a mentor, Tiffany, for yourself, are you looking for someone who's making more money than you or someone who's been in business longer than you? Like she was kind of trying to figure out because as she gathers more mentors. And I said, if I had to choose one, hands down, I like if I, you know, it's like you only get one, this one thing from this mentor, hands down, I much rather choose a mentor who's been in business longer than me. I don't care if I'm making a hundred million dollars a year, you know, and this mentor makes $2 million a year, but they've been in business 60 years. I would choose that. And she was like, really? I said, girl, anyone can hit a lick. That's what the kids say. I'm cool now. Meaning like okay. anyone could get lucky <laughs> and like, you know, like get a bag, you know, like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. you know, at the right moment, at the right time. So I yeah. know I have friends who've made millions of dollars during the pandemic because it was just the right moment in time. See them in five years. I don't know. You know, I pray yeah. that they continue to do be successful, but there's so much nuance. Like I always mention my friend uh, Cabral because he's one of my go-to, but really- I asked about Cabral, his mom, Yeah, the right? real genius is Mama Denise. Okay, like <laughs> Elegant Eyes has been in business, I think over 60 years. His grandparents started it, then his mother took over, and then he and his sister. They have been through the Newark riots. They have lived through multiple recessions. They have lived through the pandemic. This is a brick and mortar with physical products, glasses, in is black city serving black people, having real in-person employees, you know, like, I don't know that there's a harder business to be in. So there is nothing that Miss Denise has not seen, conquered, lived through, and is still here to tell the tale and profitable still. So even though, I mean, I don't know, obviously I can't count their paper. I don't know, you know, how much they make, but let's just say I'm making way more, you know, because I'm internet and, and my overhead is lower. There's, I cannot compare myself to Miss Denise and her knowledge. There's literally times I'm like, bro, could you ask your mother what I should do about, <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, Certainly there's things to learn from someone who's making a ton of money, obviously. But to me, like I'm wanting to be here for a long time. And um, there are just some people who, you know, like I just can't imagine, literally there are scenarios that I will share with Cabral. He'd be like, oh, you know what? I remember my mom dealt with that in 2001. Let me ask. And I'm like, there's no scenario that I bring up. And when I tell you, 
I am just so grateful for, I'm like, I told him like, yo, as much as I pay Zion my business coach, you my business coach. Come on. <laughs> Because there literally there are some scenarios that seem so wild and crazy that I'm like there's no one who could guide me through this. Something will say, why not call Cabral to see if he's lived through it? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the advice he hasn't missed yet, and it's been years. We've been friends for like eight years now. The advice that he's given me has been invaluable about how to navigate business. So I just say all that to say, you know, when looking for business mentorship, not even just business mentorship. I think mentorship in general to not turn your turn your back against someone who might not be making as much as you aspire to, but has lots of experience because there's so much value in that, you know? It's also the trap of thinking that people's followers equate to Girl. business success. Speak on and it. And listen, I have been in the rooms where I have been overlooked and I and I know exactly why. And it's because, oh, it's, you know, they do like the little quick on the cell phone. Who's she? Oh, not that many. Okay. And then I feel dismissed, but I know better. Like there's, there are it, 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 in this space, especially since TikTok has become so huge. I feel like people start to equate your value with the number of followers you have. But as the business coach I've been working with outside of Tiffany, because, um, you know, <laughs> Tiffany has other things to do besides just listening to me all day. Her constantly reminding me, like, we don't know their business model. And it, and a lot of people have even asked me, like, how, how did your, you know, masterclass go? How's your webinar going? Because I have this huge following. I'm, I don't know how to like leverage it and how to make a business out of it. So yeah, I love that you said that. It's about that substance, right? Yeah. So you got Miss, you got Miss Denise on, on speed dial or you going Girl, to be walking into elegant eyes like, Hey, Miss Denise. Can I talk she to survived you? Warby Parker too. I mean, yes, literally yeah. when you think about what this woman has survived, like, it's, yeah. and, and thrive through. Like, I've never gone to Elegantize and it's empty. That place, it's right in the heart of downtown Newark. I mean, I don't think people understand what happened in the 60s. You know, we racial unrest was still here, but it was a very volatile time. And at one point, Newark was kind of like the, um, this is where like you would go if you were like upper middle class black. And then they killed, I believe the police killed a young black boy and the city was, in, you know, rightfully so angry. And they basically burned it down. And you had to put in your window black owned business, you know, to to hopefully survive. And so do you know, and so imagine after the burn down and what happened was a lot of, cause Newark was also middle-class, not just for black people, for white folks too, white flight happened and they fled the city. And then they took all these resources with them. And so Newark limped along. There was no funny, no money. It was dangerous. And she was still here, you know, or her parents at least. And you think to yourself, and the thing about this, Denise, I'm like, I am, I, I'm, uh, I'm understating how amazing she is. It's not just elegantized. Miss Denise has owned um, IHOPs just because. She's like, I just want to try a little franchising. Can you imagine a <laughs> black woman? You know, and then at one point she owned another, she owned a couple of restaurants. She owned, she's not Jamaican and she owned a Jamaican restaurant. I was like, just wanted to try my hand. She's owned apartment buildings. Just wanted to try my hand. I mean, can we, uh, Miss Den I'm telling you, she is like business idol. You know, because she has taken her knowledge and has applied it to all these different types of businesses and been successful in all of them. And then is still here and still doing so well, still profitable. You know, she's a staple in the community. Like literally, if you if you see someone in Newark with glasses nine times out of 10, like elegant eyes, they're like, girl, you already know, you know? And so I just, you know, I, I think that like, I, I, the reason why I mentioned it is I saw a post where a woman 
who was a business coach and who's been in business for 30 years before she even started coaching, said that she felt really frustrated because the coaches that were doing really well are the ones, you know, who are flashing their Louis bag and their Mercedes or whatever, but they had not, they had not had the experience in business before they started coaching. And she just said, it's just really frustrating in this field that like people will literally be like, yeah, but you don't look fancy, so I don't wanna work with you, you know? And so it just had me bring it up. So hopefully those of y'all listening will understand that like, certainly it doesn't mean your business coach can't both look fancy and have the experience, but to choose based upon substance, you know? If you're really wanting to like, you know, be coached. But yeah, just like, she's literally like my idol. I'm just like, that's cause that's how I wanna be. I don't I don't wanna be like a singular entrepreneur. I wanna be like, oh, you know, I wanna try my hand in this thing. Or maybe I'll get apartment buildings. Maybe I'll open a restaurant, you know? And I'm like, it's to see a woman who did this when black women were not, did not have the access that we have now. It's, it's, as much as we struggle now as black women, imagine back in the 60s. And Miss Denise was like, yeah, okay. And the limitations are, and she still did it. So it's like, yeah, I told her, bro, that's our mother. <laughs> on the show. I'm I know. She'd probably be like, mm -mm. yo, fuck? she's a tough cookie. She don't let nobody talk to her any kind of way. Yo, these men be coming I up there and she's like, cause you can imagine what you, what you think that she's like tough and like, yeah, I don't care if that's a man. Okay, bring that same energy. You know, like, cause no, she had to be. be a badass. Yes. <laughs> but just the sweetest and most beautiful woman. Um, so yeah, so. Do you want to go, you want to switch, turn on over to Brown Boost, Brown Break? Is it that time? Oh, I think we need to take a little breaky break yes. first. Let's take a little pause. We'll be right back, y'all, with Brown Boost and Brown Break. <laughs> hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time-consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you, okay? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes, I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions, okay? So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. And we're that back. That me of like a, oh, sorry. I was going to tell you off the side. You ever heard mm-hmm. of Chicken Bone Beach? No, oh, yes, yes, yes. In, in New Jersey. I've been there. You've been there, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll boost that. Okay, because there, there's a um, you should you should come one year. There's this um, well, one of my friends does this thing called Black Girl Beach Day, and she does That's the right. chicken bone okay, beach. Yeah, okay, okay, mm-hmm. we gotta talk about it on brown boost. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Do okay. And we're back and black. It's time for I can't. I said BAQ. B-A-Q. I was about to do BAQ. Oh, I was about to join it too. It's now it's time to boost or break or boost or break or boost or break or boost. Is you gonna boost? Are you gonna break? What you gonna do? Which one will you take? Boost or break? Yeah. Let me riddle me this. Do you have something positive or are you breaking or you boosting? I'm boosting. Okay, then let me go first because I have something not so positive. So I'm like, we're going to end okay. on a positive though. <laughs> okay, I, I like. am breaking from, see, so after Jarrell passed away, you know, people really lean in and they want to help you. But now we are getting to the, we're crossing boundaries segment of the show. Where oh, literally, no. I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to say no name, but they know because this is when I told them, don't come in my house when I'm not here. Don't close no windows. Don't like, I have, a, we have family, I have family members, not my family. I mean, my family, but like not my like not the Alice side. I'll just say that of folks being like, "Oh, I got the key from such and such," and it's just I'm like, "Oh, oh, from such and such who?" I mean, Alyssa, got keys sorry. out there. So, sorry, oh, okay. Because no, <laughs> she keys, she don't know. Oh yeah, you yeah. can go ahead and get no, 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 no. So I have two phone calls. So I already made one of them today to say if I'm not barring the house is on fire and you have to run in and like you know put it out. If I'm not home, I don't care what you need in the house. The only three people that could come in here are my sister who's staying with me currently, Alyssa, and myself. That's why I had to tell. Like I'm like, I'm like oh, because I noticed you had left the light on. I got money for the light bill. It'll be all right. I noticed mm. you. No, 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 no. And so don't be they're looking. just like, you know. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing. It's just, because I said, picture me coming to your house and just like looking around. One time I had come back from vacation my car keys were moved and that like it was like, oh. me out. and I just was like, where is the things will be moved? And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. So I had to have a nice come to G. And I understand the intention is to like, you know, I want to be protective. I want to. And I said, you and I are the same age. I'm an adult. You're an adult. And although I love you dearly, don't come in my house unless I can leave one because they have a key entrance there. Imagine me going to your house. Boop, 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 boop. Is that Tiffany? Just walking in. Hey, what y'all doing in here? That would be crazy. And I said, that would be crazy. And it's crazy now. So what if I, nope, what if, nope. I've given the key to three folks 
my neighbor, who was also a real fr- good friend, and my two my other two sisters. You know, those are only because you give the key to people that you know wouldn't use it. That's how it works when you give keys because it's just yeah, there for yeah, like, yeah. oh, I got locked out or maybe like, oh, girl, I'm on vacay and I know a package is coming and these people be out in these streets stealing packages. Can you put it, you know, in, inside the house or whatever? But yeah, that was just like, and I mean, I know people mean well, but I'm like, when did I become an infant that you have to like, just come on in and make sure this and moving things around. And like, I didn't ask for all that, although I appreciate like the sentiment. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, like I just... It was just really frustrating because it happened twice for two different people this weekend that I was like, I said, I'm about to hit up Liz and be like, Liz, don't let these adults shake you down for the key. Because I know probably Liz is probably like, um, <laughs> do you, you know, have like a nest or a, a ring or something like that? Like an automatic I do. Mm-hmm. No, no, not an automatic. I have a ring. With the key. No, no, I have a ring. I have a ring as far as I can see you and speak to you, but I don't have oh, the ring where camera. you can. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I might get that, Um, you know, like, but here's I love the thing, there's lot. no. There's nobody here. Like, there's no need. There's honestly, there's really no reason why anyone. It's just that people feel comfortable. I'm like, you weren't, you weren't doing that when Jarrell's here. First of all, Jarrell would have cussed you out six ways from Sunday because you know he was a cusser. You know he would have cussed you out six ways from Sunday. Like, you wouldn't do that. And the truth is, I picture me getting a list of, hey, list, give me such and such key. I'm just gonna run up there real quick and get your things. That would not happen. You know, and so like I just think You're people right. got like comfortable. Inf- what's that word? Infantilization. Yes. Like I'm a yeah, literally you into a child. And you're like, oh, we gotta look after Tiffany. No, I mean, and if I need help, certainly I'll ask for it. But you don't just get to come in and out unless I can come in and out your place. You know, and I said so. That's my boundary, you know. And honestly, I feel really proud of myself. And the reason why I mentioned this is because if you would have caught me a year, two years ago, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have waited until they did it for the fifth time and then exploded because that was my way. I didn't feel comfortable. Like setting boundaries with people like Mandy and I were just talking. I said, um, like, uh, it was like yesterday. And I was like, Mandy, I don't know if I want to do, I know we were supposed to do like more YouTube lives. And I said, Mandy, I don't know if I want to do a uh, YouTube lives in the evening. And then she was like, well, you know, you're, you're, um, you brought it up the evening is best. I'm like, yeah, I did. But I don't know that I want to do it. No, not, not even I don't know. I know I don't because I'm overworked and overwhelmed and I want to pull back some of my time. Because if I don't set the boundary, how would Mandy know? I would just be showing up like, oh, I don't want to do evening time things. But it's up to, it's not anyone else's responsibility to read my mind. You set the boundary and certainly sometimes people need to be reminded. And so like, I'm like, if I don't say, so I'm proud of myself because Tiffany now is like, it, it happened yesterday, I'm saying it today. Like I'm setting the boundary, it's definitely with kindness. You know, certainly, you know, you escalate if people don't listen, but honestly, that's not gonna be the issue. That's not, you know, I'm not worried about that. It was just more so that like, the fact is that a thing can happen, I can speak on it and then we can move on. But yeah, it was just like, I certainly was like, what the hell is going on? Like, y'all can't just be walking, can I walk in your house? Child, I think like, if you love someone, you accept their boundaries, right? Yes. You say no, can't do it. I'm like, okay, trust you, respect you, done. Girl. It's a done deal. Yes. Thankfully, the one thing that Darrell did that was really great, because he was always so, so particular about our safety, is that we have these special cut keys that cannot be reproduced at like a Home Depot or even the hood spot. Like if you try to take it to the hood spot, ask me because I know. I was like, can you, um, uh-huh. so I was trying to cut keys for my sister. Mm-hmm. You have to literally, there's a company that we have to order them to be mailed in. So there's no, so literally, you know, when it was just myself, Tracy and Alyssa, those were the only three keys. Even if Alyssa gave the key to somebody, they couldn't just secretly make a key and then come in. So all in each door, because Jarrell was super anal, that each door 
has its own separate key. So I have three doors, a side door. So if I lose the front door key or whatever, and I have to order my second cut key, I still have the key to the side door if I have to change a lock. So he was always very protective of our safety, um, which I love, you know, but yeah, and I like that too, because I would be nervous. Like, well, Liz, how many people you gave the key to? Do they have copies? Well, no, they can't because, you know, hers is the only key. But yeah, I'm gonna talk to her again. I'm like, remember I had said, don't give such and such my key. She's 16 like, now, she's not a little I know, kid. she doesn't know, yeah. So I'm gonna be like, just in general, if someone says, can I have the key? Say, let me ask Tiffany. I'm gonna give her that language. Like, hey, yeah. let me ask Tiffany if that's okay. Because you know, in her mind, she probably was like, sure, why not? We're all family. And it's like, hey, we mm -hmm. are, but yeah. So that was just my brown, my, my brown break boundaries, child. Are people boundaries. starting to ask you or do you feel expectations to do something for, I know it's coming up on a year since he passed, which is, yeah, me, I, I mean, actually, it's I, been a year, but I know I Tony actually asked me yesterday. Our attorney, Tony, asked me yesterday because my birthday comes up in two weeks. And then she asked me, like, what I'm going to do. And honestly, I don't. That's one reason I'm taking November. You know, like I'm just because I don't know my I might just say, you know what? I'm going to, you know, go to like how I did with our first wedding anniversary that I just went to the, up, you know, upstate New York and got an Airbnb. So. I wouldn't I want to have the space to decide what I want to do. If I'm being honest, I still have not gotten his headstone just because it felt too real. But I think I finally am ready to do that, you know, um, just because it just felt like this is really happening. I didn't you know, I wasn't in the space. So I think I'm going to do that. Um, and I don't know, like I have the month basically off. Um, except for Brown Ambition, the great thing is I can tape this, you know, wherever I'm going to be. I always check if they have Wi-Fi, we can tape. But um, so, yeah, I don't have anything. Uh, planned, you know, we were thinking about maybe doing a balloon release, you know? Mm. Um, well, I was I just asking know. in the sense that, like, I don't expect you to do anything, and I would just feel like it would put extra pressure if people were expecting something from you or, like, want or, like, like projecting what they think you should be doing, you know? You know, to I've mark gotten the, like really the day. I, shout out to Dr. Green because I've gotten really so much better at allowing people to have their expectations of me and saying, okay, and. You know, because old Tiffany definitely tried to live up to everyone's expectations. At one point, I was like, I don't even know my personality. I just shift. I'm a shift shaper. So, you know, like this is you need ha, 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 laughing Tiffany. You need ha, ha, serious Tiffany you, because it was like whatever I could do to just get along. I want to be amicable. I'm easy to get along with. And it was just like, you know, I was I, like I was a super people pleaser, but I did not please myself. And now, you know, I can, I'm so much better at being like, you know, because I'm sure there are people who are like, she didn't get the, um, I mean, not Brown Ambition listeners, but I'm seeing on Jarrell's family, like, she didn't get the, um, the, um, you know, his, his tombstone or whatever yet. Honestly, no. And not to say I don't care, but I don't care. Like not a visceral, I don't care, but I just, I'm like, whenever I'm, if, take, if it takes me three years, so be it. Unless you want to buy it. Oh, okay. You know? And so like, I get to decide. I'm feeling very comfortable in, I get to decide whatever is best for me because everyone is an adult. The only person that I make a concerted effort to go above and beyond for is Alyssa because she's a child, you know, and I feel responsible for her upbringing and well-being. But everyone else, I want you to be well and I want you to do well and I'm here to help if need be, but I'm not here to look after you because you are an adult. I had to tell everybody that the other day. I'm like, everybody here is grown. You got your bills, you got your own, like your girl. Alyssa's the only non-grown one. That's my, that is my financial, emotional, deep concern. Like, do I care about everybody? Yes, but ultimately, as adults, we have to make a way and see our way through ourselves. And I was trying to put everybody on my back and do everything, but 
Yeah. So even if people have expectations or want me to do this or want me to do that, people are free to make their own plans. Not my house, but they're free to make their own plans wherever they are. And I am free to decide whether I'll participate or not. I don't know what I'm going to do. Honestly, I might not be here. You know, I might just be like, eh, I'm going to go to Florida or like, oh, I'm going to go someplace warm or, you know, whatever. Or I might just say, hey, come over to the house and, you know, and, and we'll have, you know, we'll have. To, I don't know. But I just know that it's I, I don't feel the pressure of the expectations as I would have before that like Dr. Green is an amazing therapist. So I, I don't carry around that guilt with me that I used to carry around. And I know what I love about Jarrell is that like as sweet as Jarrell is, he was a badass. He would be like, F them people. And he wouldn't say F. <laughs> he would, <laughs> you know, like if he was here right now, Jarrell would be like, who is coming in my house? You would get cussed out. <laughs> you know, he would cuss you out and then be like, you want some dinner? You know, like that was so like, I just, you know, so I feel more than fine that whatever I decide, I'd be like, baby, don't, don't let them, um, he was like, you always let people roll over you. You want me to say something? I'm like, you can't talk to the brand on my behalf, babe, because you're going to cuss them out and I'm going to be fired, <laughs> you know? And so Good he was very protective. Up, you know. Exactly. And so like, I just say all that to say that whatever I do, I know that Jarella is going to be like, whatever you want to do, that's up to you. I know that like my biggest concern is I certainly will ask Alyssa, is there anything particular um, that you want to do? Well, I'll, I'll do this because I know it's like kind of sad, but on a, on a happy note for Alyssa's birthday, I was trying to figure out what to do for her sweet 16 so we can switch gears to a happy brown boost is that mm -hmm. I decided I was inspired by my friend Bozeman. St. John, because she does this for her daughter every year on her birthday. So I sent her some flowers and the card read, although I can't give you the world, I can help you see it. And then for your 16th birthday, you can pick anywhere you want to go in the world and we're going to go. Ooh, she was uh, like, I know. Has Alyssa, she chose yet? Yes, girl, because you know Alyssa is bougie. She called me screaming. Ah! <laughs> yeah, you already know. First of all, Alyssa is bougie than that. <laughs> so I told her, I said, one, I said, because she said, I know where I want to go. Because I called her. I said, did you get your flowers? She said, yes. I said, did you read your card? She said, yes. And she said, I know where I want to go. I said, before you say, don't be basic. Okay. You know, and I was like, don't choose, like, you know, I'm not going to say any countries because I don't want anybody to be mad because, you know, but, but I was like, don't be basic, yeah. like stretching girls. So she was like, I want to do a European tour. Meanwhile, I don't told this girl one place in the world. She's like, I want to do London, Paris and someplace in Italy. I'm like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, OK, so we're going to do that. I think probably for um, I don't know when spring break is, but that's when I'm I think that's probably the best time, like during her spring break. And um, yeah, like I've been to Paris. I've been to London. I've been to Italy, but I, I um, I don't know where in Italy, like I want someplace, you know, that we can spend like three days in each place or like two days in each place, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to like take her. And she is oh, over the moon. So I know. And so like Gerard wanted this for her, too. Someone told me the other day, despite all the trauma and the grief, Tiffany, I hope you realize how blessed you are. And I do realize that and not because of material things, but I have some really amazing people, even the ones that be opening my door. I have some really amazing people <laughs> in my life. I do, you know, I have so many yeah. people that really like love me for real, for real. I have amazing friends. I've got Mandy. Y'all don't even know, like when I was on grief leave, how much me and Mandy and I talked for like hours of me just walking on the beach and talking, you know, I never once felt pressure to come back to, to Brown Ambition. I always felt free because you have to have a friend that you can feel free to say, um, when you don't want to do something and not be afraid that they're going to be mad at you because it's quote unquote, not what's quote unquote best for us both. And so like, I'm really, really uh, fortunate and I don't want to forget that despite the loss, I have so much, 
you know, as it relates to like the people who care about me. And so I can't wait to do that for her. And, you know, I'm like, Lord. So if you guys have any suggestions about if I do London, Paris, we're in Italy or maybe someplace else, maybe it's Barcelona. I don't really, I'm not good at geography. So I'm trying to figure out what to, you know, two and a half days to three days a piece in each. <laughs> and like, where, should, where can I go? Feelings. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we did our whole honeymoon in Italy. So I got some ideas. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, no, that's so exciting. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like the one vision I have of you is at Jarrell's home going and being so devastated, but also feeling so, I feel it was like relief. I just knew you'd be okay because the love in the room, the support in the room, you know, and even checking on you now, which I don't feel like I do that often, but you never know what someone's going through when, you know, you're off, you know, in, in, in your own time and things like that and trying to find the right time to ask, like, how are you doing? And if you're feeling this certain way. And I was like, you know, just wanting to check in and see, but I'm just like, you're so strong. And it's not just, it's not just like a, what do you call it? Like a artificial strength. Like being strong to be strong because you're supposed to be strong. It's such, it's born out of this internal strength of love that you're surrounded with and support and all of the, you know, those relationships that are booing you. And it's just, it's beautiful to see. And I feel like for anyone, it's, we talk a lot about financial resilience, but it's like that, it's that inner resilience and that like relationship resilience, you know. What kind of support? I mean, there's still days I would say like uh, more times than not, I'm going to cry through the night still. You know, because it's still so hard, especially at night, because that's when we like really hung out and talked and and laughed. And, you know, like this house is filled with so much love. And I literally can look at every spot in the house. Like, oh, that time we painted this part or we used to sit on the couch and do our like recap. Like one thing that I really love that I do with Terrell now, his twin, is that like after an event, like he doesn't even realize that Jarrell and I would do that. He calls me and then we recap the event and talk about our favorite parts. Jarrell and I used to do that. Like, he'd be like, oh, and remember, and then, and we would sit on the couch and do that. I remember the first time Terrell called me, it was after his birthday party. And he called and he said, oh, man, Tiffany, thank you so much for hosting the birthday party at, at your house. And this is my favorite part and this and that. And I just thought, like, it's almost like Jarrell sent him to be like, you know, Tiffany and I would normally recap. So go ahead and call her. So, you know, and so he still does that. Like, after Alyssa's party, he called me and, you know, we recapped her party about how much fun it was. And I just, like I said, I'm surrounded by so much love, but it doesn't diminish like the grief but I also know that like I don't know it's like you live in two worlds you know there's this one part that's like damn I'm so sad he's not here but this other part that's just like ah there's so much life to be lived still and I really do believe that you meet up with your loved ones one day and so it's like not the end you know and so I just I'm just like there's still life to be lived you're here so what are you going to do but like because I, I would hate that, you know, be 90 years old. And then I finally passed away at 95 to meet Jarrell. And he's like, girl, <laughs> you wasted all that time. You could have been having fun. Cause now here you are here, you know, you don't waste the last 50 years. Yeah. Boo hooing over recapping me. 50 years. You know? And like, then it's like, you could have been enjoying it. Took. Yes, because cause she's gonna be like, you know, you could have been enjoying cause she was gonna get here with me anyway. You know, like, when like I, I was talking to like Amelia and Roman, but especially Amelia, and she was just saying, and then Amelia at the time was only four or five. I think I think she was four when Jarrell passed away. And like um I kept saying, like, oh, you know, Uncle Jarrell's not here anymore. Uncle Jarrell. And she said, Why do you keep saying that? Like Amelia has sassy self. And I said, Well, you know, I just want you to know that Uncle Jarrell passed away and you're not gonna see him anymore. And she was like, That's not true. And I said, Well, that, you know, it's true. And she said, No, I'm gonna see him in heaven. 
And I asked Carol, you, you told Amelia that Jarrell's going to be in heaven? She's like, no. And I was just like, I swear kids have the sixth sense, you know, because she wasn't sad about it. I'm like, you know, Uncle Jarrell's not here. She's like, I know, but we'll see him. And I'm just like, it just gave me like this sense I feel like babies of, are closer to heaven than we are. Girl. came from there. Like, I think you that's, know, and I'm not yes. a very religious person, but I do believe they were just there. You know? Yes, and that's what I felt like, that, that she was basically saying, like, girl, it was cute over there, so I don't even know why you're crying, because, <laughs> like, if he's where I just came from, sis. And so I just was like, yo, when I tell you that the way it gave me such peace, because she was looking at me like, auntie, like, you keep saying it, sis. He's at that place where I was before. It's cute. Yeah, he's not here, but we don't see him. So I just, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, like, certainly there's some days when I'm rolling on the ground, and then there's some days when I'm just, like, I'm really... You know, I'm I'm happy or at least joyful in the moment. And so, but I don't, I don't take for granted just how blessed I am. Like I said, surrounded by and inundated with love and people who care about me. And so like, if you're going through a loss or whatever, you know, I, I pray for you that you are loved as well as I'm loved with the people who like, you know, check up on me, pray for me. There are people who I don't even know who I know pray for me. They'll hit me on Instagram and say, I was thinking about you today, Tiffany, I just said a prayer for you. I'm like, you know how powerful that is? And I just, you know, it just, it just feels really good knowing that like, you know, I'm on this journey, but I'm not by myself. And grief is something that we'll all have to experience at some point. And it's just made me a more empathetic person, you know? Yeah. And you're doing it on your own time in a healthy, as, as best as you can. So, so proud of you as always. This one's supposed to be the grief I'm episode. What's your brown boost, boost Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> come up with anything after that I'm just, i'll boost rihanna at the super bowl uh <laughs> how do you no, feel about that rihanna doing the super bowl what is she gonna i mean i know she has all these hits okay but i'm like are we gonna get new music i know we're supposed to give her space to do whatever she wants to do she's like a black billionaire one of the only black female billionaires in the world we'd love that for her but um yeah i'm excited i feel like it's been a long time coming yeah. um but do you yeah, think like because people Rihanna. were mad like oh you supposed we're supposed to be anti NFL oh yeah I believe that Rihanna wouldn't be doing it if she didn't see the changes that she felt she needed to see mm -hmm. I also feel like we have to move there you know it's, it, we have to be able to hold institutions accountable and then like decide where do we go from there? And I feel like we have to find a way forward. Like the NFL is not going away. The Super Bowl is not going away. It's a cultural institution. So like we have to find a way to move to move forward. And I don't think that it should diminish the work that she's done to raise awareness for things like Colin Kaepernick and, you know, like the the racism within the NFL and all of that. Um, That's my hot take. And don't ask me anything else about sports because I... <laughs> So we'll leave it there. And maybe I'll talk about Chicken Bone Beach next week. But that's another okay. like little hidden secret that I learned about at the CBC, um, the history mm. of Chicken Bone Beach in, in Jersey. So stay tuned, y'all. Maybe on next week's episode of Brown Ambition. But don't forget, we have another episode coming up this Friday. B-A-Q-A. No, we have every Friday. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, we have answers. You can just hit us up at uh, brownambitionpodcast.com. Click like the contact us or ask us anything and, you know, submit a question that way. You can DM us on all our social platforms. If you have a question there, we literally compile them all. You guys have some amazing questions. So business, personal finance, career, you know, mm -hmm. ask those questions. All right. Until, all until Friday. See y'all Friday for B-A-Q-A. -A.
Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition Podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru, and I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host, and I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.